The Wizards draft picks and goodbye, Barry Trotz. Welcome back to the DMV Sports Roundtable. Guys, it's our 50th episode. Wow. I'm keeping track. George, Jamal, Dimitri here. Follow us on Twitter at DMV Sports Round 1. And on the phone with us, Ben Standing of the Sports Capital. Ben, good to hear from you again. I know you're uh, trying to hit the road, but you're taking a little time to podcast with us. Hey, I, I appreciate you guys having me back. Yeah, it would be more fun to be uh, in studio, but you guys are kind enough to like help me uh, get along. This, the traffic is terrible, so you guys are going to help me get uh, keep my mind off things like that. Well, but how about Ben? Ben didn't even know. I mean, I, I, I hope he doesn't want a prize or something that he's on the 50th episode here. I, mean, I, didn't, I didn't even know that, Ben. I'm sorry. I didn't either. I've they already kicked us off the air yet, so we're good. I've already sent like the commemorative keychain to Ben's home. So, so the Wiz picked Troy Brown of Oregon, a shooting guard. Then they went for a young guy out of Ukraine, Isaf Sanon. Am I saying that right, George know. Jamal? Isaf Sanon, the only Sanon, right? Uh, oh, Sanon. Oh, I, 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 the first question I asked Ernie Grunfeld last night was, one, how do you say his name? And I honestly have already forgotten. No disrespect. But they, once they said the kid wouldn't be here for at least another year yeah. or two, I kind of moved on to other things. Okay, well, he's he's only he's only eighteen. Let's say Isaac Sanon, just to, uh, and he's a it combo guard. Enough. So um, let me uh, shut my trap. And what do you guys think? Well, I, I'll let Ben go first because I you know how I feel about Ernie and his picks, and I don't want to. <laughs> well, I'm just you want to dominate. I, I, I don't want to spit too much venom. I'm gonna let Ben. Go I'm ahead just and... curious. Ben was in the arena last night. I mean, all this you know, Michael Porter was almost. Fell yeah. to 15, and David Aldridge, Ben, I saw, said something that, you know, even if he were there, Ernie wasn't going to pick him. Uh, you know, the Troy Brown thing, of course, that's not going to move move the needle, I think, because it's, you know, you have a lot of Wizards fans look at it and say he's picking the same player, yeah. you know, every year. So I, your thoughts on, on Troy Brown and kind of the reaction last night at Capital One Arena? Leading into the draft, you know, and I was you know, really trying to stay on top of things, you know, both in terms of the players and what the Wizards might be doing, and people would ask me, well, well who do you like? Who, what do you what do you want? to do and you know normally you know it's easy to fall in love with some of these prospects whether they're the right player or not you just think you see something and you think this is the guy and my response kind of was like eh, I don't know I mean all these guys are very young I mean that's commonplace now with the one and done thing but Troy Brown wasn't the only 18 year old in this group and they all had some kind of they had the both both sides they had the upside Troy Brown has that with his his basketball smart, uh, his playmaking, but there's downside. His shot wasn't that great last year. He's so young. He didn't, you know, we didn't really have much to work with. He's not a tremendous NBA athlete, but all the prospects that they could have picked had similar circumstances. So I wasn't in love with anything. I totally understand why the Wizards did the move that they make. He's a, a, a smart, cerebral, cerebral playmaker. Among the wizard, things the Wizards needed to do this offseason was actually get smarter on the court. It isn't just sometimes about shooting and passing and defending. You actually have to know how to play basketball. I think this kid can do that. So I get why they did it, but like you said, it didn't move the needle. Based on some rankings list, he was a little bit further down than 15. I get why people might be like, ah, I don't like this, but at the same point, I think it's a reasonable call. I'm just not blown away by it. Let me preface what I'm going to say by saying this. It's not a knock on the kid, on, on Brown as a player, because I was not familiar with him, but I went back uh, after they made the pick and, and, you know, kind of looked at some clips. And he's a very nice all-around player. He reminds me of a little bit of a, a younger Robert Ory, Robert Ory, maybe less athletic. Uh, they say, they, like Ben said, he's got a high basketball IQ. And he's, he's, he, does, he does a lot of things good, nothing great. But, you know, he's kind of similar to 
Auto and, and, and maybe Ubre in, in that respect. I think the issue that I had was who was on the board and the need. You had Williams from uh, Texas A&M, and I thought that if you're shopping Gortat, then you know you're looking for a big. And he's the, like you said, a lot of these kids they've got red flags. He's challenged offensively, but he jumps out of the gym. He's super athletic. He can run the court with John. He protects the rim. He blocks shots. He reminds me of a, a younger DeAndre Jordan, you know, and he can maybe develop the offensive skills. He ends up, we pass on him, ends up going to Boston. Janie Ainge, does, you know, he does it again. Then the kid Lonnie Walker, who we need some scoring off the bench because there's no there's no score coming off that bench. Ubre is is getting there. Sadaransky is apprehensive most of the time about taking over scoring. So if if Lonnie Walker can do anything, he can give you pop off the bench, and he can come in and and light it up and give you scoring off the bench when you when your starters sit. And a lot of people liken him to he could be this year's Donovan Mitchell, and we saw how great he was. So it's not a knock on Brown for me. Um, I think Brown's a guy that you could trade back and get later. It might be a reach of 15, but with those two on the board, you know, I, I would have rather one of those two than to reach on Brown. Williams is, a, is you're right. It's sort of the obvious fit. They need to get younger, more athletic up front. There's the Gortat uh, report, and then I put that out there Tuesday, right. saying that he was going to be traded. Uh, at least things are headed in that direction. So yeah, the question would be, well, who's going to play there? That said, he fell. You said right. He fell to Boston. The Boston was picking like 12 spots behind the Wizards. So. Right. Yeah. Presumably the other I – mean, I mean, the thing I heard about Williams throughout the pre-draft process was he's inconsistent. Does he really want it? Yeah. You know, for me, that that's – and I don't pretend like I was, like, studying tape on all these guys, like, 24-hour, 24-7. I was just trying to talk to people who were. And that was another thing you heard. So, if that's a concern, I think that's a big red – that's enough of a red flag to pass. I can, um, I can I agree with that. I, I think Lonnie Walker, totally a very interesting guy. I think the first mock draft I did – you know, a few weeks ago, he was the guy that I had for them. And, um, you know, again, I, I talked to people about him. He's got a lot of length. He's really interesting. He's, he's also kind of unusual. We, we, we talk about Kyrie Irving questioning if the earth, you know, or saying that the earth is flat. Right. Lonnie Walker has said he, he believes the earth is an illusion. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, I don't know. I mean, he's he was a five-star recruit a year ago. So was Troy Brown. They both didn't have great freshman seasons. He is more athletic. He is more of a straight-up two. I don't know if you could play him with Bradley Beal. I think they think that Troy Brown can play with Wall and Beal because of his playmaking ability. Mm. Um, I, so, again, I, if they had taken Lonnie Walker, I would have been like, cool, I totally get it. They didn't. I'm okay with it. I get your point, and I wouldn't argue against it, especially with Walker. Um, I, you know, I think Dante DiVincenzo, yeah. going over the, the, the uh, most outstanding player in the Final Four. He yeah. went two picks later. He might have been able to come in and help you more right now. I really like Kevin Herter from Maryland. I think he could have worked. But they went this way, and I'm okay with it, but that's about all I can say. Do you know, Ben, if there was uh, and, and how close – how close anything was to a trade on the Wizards front, if I, at all? I don't know. I don't. I don't get the sense that there was too much going on. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. The draft became a blur at some point when I started having to do work. But I don't recall there being too many trades where teams moving up. Right. I mean, at that point in the draft, I mean, Phoenix went from sixteen to ten. But I don't recall. Uh, I, you know, I don't remember thinking there was a big jump to the middle. Whereas I think there at points there had been some of that talk. So I, I don't know. I don't get the sense that that was. In play, I mean, I had reported 
that they were willing to uh, trade down in round one if yeah. another team was willing to take on salary, which probably wasn't Gortat, probably some other people. Again, it didn't happen. One last thing on this is that this draft, one reason I think they could have traded, it would have been cool to trade down is the sense was sort of like players anywhere from like going all the way down to say the late teens, early 20s, or somewhat comparable to the guy they just feel could get at 15. Right. So that would have been a good thing to move down, but presumably the teams picking in those spots felt the same way, and that might be a reason why they're like, yeah, we don't want to take our Jason Smith contract for a guy we got 15 who we can kind of get it with the save that. Right. Yeah, I'll say this about Brown, because I don't, I don't want to sound uh, negative about him. I think he's an excellent passer. We don't have... Uh, guys that can play multiple positions like he does and like you said a playmaker he makes terrific passes and you can see the smarts on 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 the court and how he sees the court uh at at six seven so i I think that's a good thing i think my problem not so much him the second pick i don't understand you have a team that's ready to win now. You need players that you can plug in and help you out now because they are cap-strapped. They don't have any money to go out and bring in uh, people who can contribute and, and, and difference makers. You need people to come in right now. Why are you stashing anyone for the next two to three, however many years? Some of these guys don't even make it over. They, they'll draft them, and they, they never step foot on an NBA court. And we all know Ernie's track record when it comes to overseas players. I think if he can't pronounce the name or spell the country that they come from, leave them alone. Because his track record with uh, overseas players has been horrible. Horrendous. He should never do it again. And I don't know too much about this kid, but I know that this team dropped to the eighth spot in the playoffs. Philly is coming. You've got other teams, Milwaukee, Toronto, other teams, Indiana, are getting better. What did that pick do to help you now? Because you might just slide right on out of the playoffs at this point. You are just taking this. You're, Ernie, you're not going to have Ernie over Why dinner, are you? Why is he still here? <laughs> you're not going to have Ernie over you know any what? time, are you? I'm going to tell you this to you, George. This is how I feel about Ernie. <laughs> I know how you feel about Ernie. Ernie, to me, <laughs> is like... That girl that you pick up at the bar, take home, she spends the night, yeah. and doesn't want to leave. Okay. Why are you still here? Oh, my goodness. You ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. I don't know what he's got. What he's he listening to this right now in the car with Ben right great. now, by the way. Wonderful. I don't know what he walked in on, what he saw uh, Leontes do, that he's got the dirt on him, but I just it's inconceivable for me that he's still here, and... McPhee was gone. You just run the Stanley Cup against someone that you fired that took a team, an expansion team, first year to the finals yep. and put it together. Put both teams together. But this dude is still hanging around town. I don't. Somebody needs to explain that to me. Ben will. And also, Brown did have one of Vegas. Uh, I know Jersey last night yeah. <laughs> he got drafted, but I don't hold that another, against another him. Vegas. I don't hold that against him. Like I don't hold it against Bryce. Uh, well. Okay, a lot to <laughs> I know that's a, that's a lot to unpack, Ben. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, all good. Passion's a good thing. Uh, so I'll just say on the second round pick. I mean, look, I totally get it. Um, you know, it would be you know taking a kid from who played for Ohio State or Kentucky would be is a more tangible thing to appreciate than some kid nobody ever heard of four seconds before they picked him, right. who's not going to be over here for another year or two. And I, I, like I said, yeah, I, I don't know what his name is exactly either. So I get all, I totally get all that. I would just say this, though. If you look at just 
you know, any draft or even just like the last two drafts, players pick from 44 on down to 60 almost have zero impact in the league. I mean, mm-hmm. over time and even in their first two years, I think last year, like, of the 17 players picked between 44 and 60, only four of them played a reasonable amount wow. of games. If you look to the year prior 2016 draft, only two players, I think one of them was uh, ex-Turp Jake Lehman, have even played in 70 NBA games wow. in their career total. So the likelihood of this player doing anything next year is, I mean, the odds, at least, are not great. Yes, I can agree with that. though, however, that the, if you let that, by doing the stash, you have the, you now have the roster spot to take on a veteran, even if it's a veteran for the minimum contract, which is what Mike Scott was last year. The likelihood that a veteran, again, I'm not saying this is the best plan, but the likelihood that that veteran would contribute to a team to that the next year is much greater than an 18, 19-year-old kid. So, um, the other thing is they, they, they keep his rights. Uh, if, they, if the kid came into training camp and it wasn't good enough, they cut him, you lose his rights. So now they keep his rights. You can throw it in some other trades down the line. Again, I have no idea if this kid's any good. I will say just based on the immediate Internet research I did, the people who do cover these things said four months prior he was a nobody, but over the last four months he really blew up. I mean, ESPN had him ranked in the top 60 among the prospects. It wasn't like he was like a complete nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a longer-term play. Uh, the bottom line is they, they, I'll, I'll say this to sort of bring it back to the current Wizards because we're talking about a guy, again, who knows, you know, may never play over here. Troy Brown, and even if they had taken a second-round pick, these are good complimentary pieces. The Wizards will or will not become a contender because of what John Wall, Bradley Beal, and Otter Porter do. Right, they right. need more. But ultimately, they lost to Toronto on some level last year because those guys didn't do enough. That's where this will come down to. Really? That's a good point. All, you have to have all of it, yeah. but it, it, the second-round pick, and even to some degree Troy Brown, next year won't really impact what happens. It'll be with those, what, what happens to those guys at the top. Well, let me ask you this, Ben. In terms of what they can do uh, moving forward, I know they want to unload some of this uh, this money that they have racked up in Gortat and uh, Jason Smith. Do you, is Mark Keefe also – I know he has a much team-friendlier deal, a much cheaper deal, but in terms of, of making uh, trades for maybe a, 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 an established big or trying to free up some money, is Mark Keefe also you know, on the block with, with those two? Um, you know, I, I don't know if he's quote unquote on the block, but I think I, I think it's certainly conceivable he he, he could be a, a, a trade piece. I, here, here's what I would say: like when this idea of like oh they're, they're trying to shed salary or they're trying to move more Todd or Jason Smith or whatever, Tony's expiring contract in particular, mm-hmm. it isn't. Like, it's not because Gortat is a disaster and he can't play. Even Jason Smith, who was awful last year, it's not even solely about that he's good or, or not good. It's about that once these guys, their contracts end, the Wizards, because they're already in the, over the salary cap line for next year, they won't actually – it's not like they will get that money back. So Martin Gortat's $13-plus million deal will go away. They're not going to get now $13 million to go spend on somebody. Right. So if, what the plan is on some of us, you take that asset now, trade it to somebody else. Now maybe the goal is to take on less money, but the point would be trade it potentially to somebody who you could, in theory, have for this year and beyond where you wouldn't be able to get a player at that level next year right. anyway. So it isn't just about, well, we have to get rid of this guy, he stinks, or anything like that. It's about maximizing the assets. They have five on, on the, 
uh, five expiring contracts were Todd, Jason Smith, and Marquis was the three biggest. The Jody Meeks, he doesn't make a ton, but he's also suspended for 19 games. And the other one is Sadaransky, who if trading him would be more about another team that covets him more than dumping him. Yeah, and in terms of, of, of you know, this might be, you know, some people are going to roll their eyes on this one. Um, in terms of if you do move Gortat and, and bringing in another big, Dwight Howard, bear with me, got cut. Oh, no. <laughs> got a buyout. Now, he, I could possibly, I could see him going to Golden State and winning the ring. But him and let's say, you know, if they free up some money to make a run at, at, at Boogie, uh, if if New Orleans doesn't doesn't wrap him up, are those viable options? I know people roll their eyes at Dwight Howard, but he did average seventeen and thirteen this past season, so he kind of bounced back a little bit. I mean, so I guess the question is: I mean, Dwight Howard has a horrible reputation at this point in the NBA. Yeah, I think right. he's like on five teams in five years, or six and six, or something like that. Yeah, and it's not solely because of play; it's partly because his teammates tend to hate him after they hang out with him for a while. <laughs> The question is, you know, does, he mature, does he grow up to some degree? Do, do, do they want? Do, do the Wizards want him, or do teams want him in their locker room? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I would venture to say, like, no. That said, if Gortat goes and you're sitting there looking at Jan Mahimi, right? That may be enough of a downgrade where you're like, well, all right, let's make a call here. Do we take the risk? Do we take the risk on yeah on, on chemistry with Dwight versus counting on Jan Mahimi and some other? You know, a uh, combination of whatever that is currently unknown to man those 48 or so minutes. So that that could be the, uh, uh, the, the decision. But in a general sense, I would definitely be a hard pass on Dwight Howard. Could they make a, a legit run at, at Boogie Cousins? I mean, it's it's always been floated around for the last couple seasons and teaming him with Wall. But, you know, legitimately, is there a legit possibility, I mean, better than 50% possibility they make a hard run at him? Uh, on Boogie Cousins, um, yeah. well, I, you know, I, the Boogie Cousins thing is complicated because it's not just about the money and it's not even just about the sort of weirdness with Boogie Cousins, such a talented player and such a madcap kind of a guy that's yeah. hard to, he's not really about, he's not a, you don't look at him and say winning basketball, but the talent is so great and he hasn't been in great situations. He did seem to make some strides last year at New Orleans. They also got a lot better after he got hurt, unfortunately, yeah. for him. Right. Um, but, I would say this from the Wizards' perspective, like to the degree that, like, getting like a Troy Brown is sort of a solid, you know, play, but not a terribly aggressive one, and that kind of feels where the Wizards are at. That they, 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 you know, if everything goes right, maybe they have top three or four seed upside, but they don't necessarily have championship upside. Maybe you look at it and think, okay, if we think that the medical on his boogie's Achilles isn't so bad, and we take that risk, just trading Otto Porter in some way. Yeah. Do we want to just shoot for the moon rather than sort of have what we think is probably this feeling? At least that's what I'm saying. I don't know what they're saying. Maybe. There's the whole, but, but I guess that my whole other thing would be the Wizards were kind of in disarray last year in various ways, and now you're going to add a guy who, like I said, his, he does not play winning basketball typically. I mean, he loafs on defense a lot. John Wall already has some of those bad trades. Right. Um, he takes his shot selections for – I think the world's against him. I don't know if I want that kind of a devil, uh, so to speak, on uh, on John Wall's shoulder. The thinking, the thinking that John Wall will turn Boogie Cousins into something different, maybe. But I don't, I don't know. I, I, it would be, a, it would be an unbelievably frustrating team. It would also be potentially an unbelievably exciting team. So 
I think it's possible, but again, for me, maybe I'm too much of a chicken. For me, I probably wouldn't go there, but I uh, maybe you could talk me into it. Add Dwight to it too; that'd be good. I mean, good locker room. Don't you guys? <laughs> do you guys feel that with Philly jumping up, uh, Milwaukee and Indiana, and some of these younger teams that are getting better? Do you think they have to make some moves to kind of? keep their foothold where they are and not not slip. I mean, you slip down to eight. You know, the next step is you slip right on out. You know, don't you think th- there's a mood, a trade? Something needs to be, happen somewhere to keep them, you know, in the top oh, you you have know, three to. or you four. Have to. You can't go in with last year's team. Everybody no, else is getting better. You have they're to They're getting better. And then also... We and don't know where LeBron's older. Right, and we don't know where LeBron's going. Right. Le, so you if you take let's take LeBron out of the East for now. Who knows where he'll where he end up? He doesn't know. Let's take him out. So now that team then Cleveland's gonna fall all the way down. That's just enough said with that. So you have opportunity to be able to be that team to jump up there with Toronto, to jump up there with Boston. Philly's definitely gonna carve out their niche mm-hmm. in, the, in the top three or four. So to keep these other teams who have young stars like uh, Kumpo and you, you've got Oladipo in Indiana, and I think having Dwayne Casey, Detroit could possibly be better. you got other teams. Miami played pretty well last year. You know, I don't know what they do with Whiteside. Maybe they trade for Whiteside. I don't know. But I feel like they need to do something. and it, Otherwise, you turn around two years from now, and they are looking like the Orlando Magic. And you wonder, well, what happened? Maybe. I'm not. I'm normally a half glass empty kind of guy in life, unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but I, I look at the Wizards like this. Even last year, yes, they finished in the eighth seed, and ultimately it kind of you know, petered out at the end and went, and went to a disappointing and it was frustrating throughout some bad losses. But with about 15 or 20 games to go in the year, well, actually about 20, 21 games to go in the year, they were like the fourth seed, even with that, with John Wall missing a ton of games. They eventually mm-hmm. ran out of gas, and he, you know, he misses half the year, and they and they dropped to eight. Uh, if John Wall, instead of missing forty-one games, misses ten, do the Wizards are the eighth seed? Probably not. I mean, maybe they're not the five seed, but maybe they are. Do they could they could they have won seven more games if John Wall played? Right. 75 games instead of 41 and get and get 50 wins. I don't think it's inconceivable. Again, they were very inconsistent last year with these weird losses. So I'm not saying it was great, but I just think that like, you know, John Wall's 28, Bradley Beal and Otto Porter, I think are 24. Kelly Oubre, who, you know, I'm not that sold on, but he's like, what, 21, 22? You just added Troy Brown. So but the Wizards are not a an old team in terms of their core. Marquise is also about 28. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the difference, I would say, on some level is Yes, look, they need to build up their bench, and their center position is concerning. But to me, the simplest way for them to 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 alleviate the fears that you have here about how do we keep up with Giannis Antetokounmpo, how do we keep up with Joel Embiid, et cetera, it's for John Wall to play like a top ten player. I mean, he thinks he is. He's a five time All Star. He does a lot of good stuff. He also doesn't play defense half the time. I mean, he's very good on defense, but he has a lot of lapses. Um, 
and that carries over on the team. A lot of times, I think when 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 the defense broke down, he was letting guys get in from the top. He argues uh, NBA players argue with the refs all the time, but he's constantly playing with his chip on his shoulder and he's you know, flailing his arms, staying back on the play when he doesn't get a call. Um, and even just the, the little things. I keep making this point that I think one of the reasons the Capitals finally broke through this year is Alex Ovechkin seems to take his game maturity level up a notch, yeah, he's doing yeah, the little things, setting the tone. Well, John Wall doesn't need to wait till he's 33. He could do it now. And I'm not saying that doing that puts them ahead of Cleveland or Boston, but that's the most realistic way for this to happen. So, sure, if they could make a move and get a Kawhi Leonard, okay. But, like, I think what we've seen over the last two years is there's enough talent here for them to win. They just need – I mean, they need that guy to go up a level. It isn't just on him at all. They need everybody to do more than they did a year ago. But to me – a lot of it would start there. I could not agree more. I think these guys, they haven't accomplished anything. Enough talking, no more excuses, play defense, play 48 minutes. Yeah, don't look past anybody. you got to play. Factor in also all those unfortunate losses. How many sub-500 teams did they lose to? The Lakers and and the Suns and, you know, these these lottery teams that they lose home games to even. So that, that, that factors in. And I would just also say, if you looked at their percent winning percentage last year with and without John Wall, again, he missed exactly half the season. It was essentially identical. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's, not a, that's not a great look for him. <laughs> no. Because, no. Because, you, know, you know, he took off a, a five-time All-Star off the court, and the Wizards hung in there. I thought Bradley Beal had a really good year until the last 15 games or so. He just, you know, I think got too many minutes and yeah. didn't play as well. And Al Porter had to hit the linger, the hip issue that, that caused him problems at times. And, 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 so, and Kelly Oubre completely fell apart the last two months of the year. But nonetheless, the same record with or without the best player, that's not... That, that, no, you know, it doesn't again, look good at all. Point. Yeah. yeah, and then, you know, you, you had, during that stretch, Sadoransky woke up and, and started to realize, oh, I can, I can play, play in the NBA now. I can play. And then Oubre, you know, up until he peered out at the end, you know, he was hot from three for, for a long time. Even Mahimi actually, you know realized he was the actual NBA center and, and came to play every once in a while. But I think going forward, and there's another thing, too, that people don't remember or think about. They have guys, Devin Robinson and uh, is it McCullough is the other guy that they got in the Nets trade. Uh, they do have McCullough, but he's a free agent now. And I'm okay. guess he won't be back. Well, I'll say Devin Robinson could be interesting in how you know, he played well, I guess, in, in the G League or wherever he was. Um, I want to see how he develops, if he can make any sort of uh, any sort of contribution, because he's an interesting young player. You know, he can he's got some attributes that this team can definitely use. So players like that, you know, that can step up and help fill out this bench so we don't have to rely on the Tim Frazier's and Jody Meeks and you know, whoever else they pulling off the street of the world, you know, we can actually have some drafted homegrown talent that's actually young and on the bench. Yeah, I mean, I think I mean, Devin Robinson, you know, they, they, they uh, the league started this two way contract situation last year and, and they had him, and you now he's all he's all legs. Uh, yeah. he, uh, looks looks interesting, but as those guys do. I mean, you know, he's a 
a two-way player typically means you weren't drafted, but you're trying to develop somebody. And, you know, some of those guys have already come in and played well. I mean, Tyler Kavanaugh, GW, was a two-way player. He made it all the way onto Atlanta's roster last year. So, so there's been some success stories already. Um, you know, I, I'll say this. Like, I mean, last night on Twitter, I was trying to make this point to people who were upset about the stash situation with the second-round pick. I would say, look, I get the anger. Express it in other places. For example, the Wizards were the only team in the NBA last year who at the end of it had one two-way player. All the other ones used both slots. That Those things cost, like, no money. You know, it's like it's like finding uh, change in your couch cushion relative to what an NBA <laughs> team costs to run, and they only had one. It's insane. That, to me, was a problem. They only had 14 players on the 15-man roster essentially all last year. That's not that unusual. Probably half the league only has that. But the 13th player was Sheldon Max, who was injured yeah. all year, and they just kept him there totally because it would cost oh, them more to cut him and pick up somebody else. That, to me, is outrageous if you're trying to win. The 13th player was Chris McCullough, who wasn't – uh oh. Oh. For the first time, man Ben's, down. Ben's phone is <laughs> man down. But then uh, Rob Woodfork just walked into the studio. So I'll turn his microphone on. Okay. Oh, oh, we've lost Ben. <laughs> ben got so fired up for at the two way play. What Ben was. Well, that's right back to my thing with Ernie. Isn't that his job? That's what he's supposed to do. Again, he's asleep at the damn wheel. Hi, Rob. Good hey, guys. Hey, guys. What did I miss? Did we get LeBron yet? No. We, no, 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 no. No, here's what you missed. Here's what you missed. Jamal is uh, having Ernie over for dinner. Okay. Right. They're Christmas buddies. dinner. And a special Christmas card for Ernie. I just pulled this up from SB Nation. It Him says, and Bruce Allen. It says, do LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard really want to come to the Lakers in free agency? Or could they be leveraging L.A.'s interest for their own game? Well, of course they are. Yeah, I mean, they could be. I think it's, they could, could be, be doing both. Yeah, it's it's LeBron already has a residence there. He's already into the you know uh, TV production thing on that show on Showtime that I don't watch. Um, I don't watch it either. They don't then, pay me for that. Yeah, I watched a little bit. Of, How do you have a basketball show? You don't ever play basketball. Yeah, it's a weird show. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> but no, I think Kawhi generally genuinely does want to leave. San Antonio, for whatever reasons, he hasn't really come out and said what his issue with the team is. I don't know if it's Popovich. I don't know if it's the front office. I don't know if you know it's the makeup of the team, or I don't know what it is. I think it has to do with the injury, just the way that it was handled by the franchise yeah. and the way it was handled by his um, his posse, for lack of a better yeah. term. Um, <laughs> he, he had some uh, he he, said posse some, in 2018. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Some of his uh, some of these people, some of the people that was a good in receiving his camp, core of the posse. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were pretty good. Apparently, better than some of the people who were associated with Kawhi Leonard because yes. right now he's uh, it's muddied the waters between he and the organization. I mean, he sat down and he, they had a face to face. The pictures all over Twitter and on the internet, and you know, I must guess, be true. I mean, if, if words could, you know. <laughs> They look. It looked like them would have would have been a hell of a Photoshop job. What? Yeah. But I mean, you know, I guess the the look of it was like you know he pretty much to your face. Uh, no, I don't want to be here. But if you're the Spurs, you know Kawhi Leonard can play, so you're not going to trade him to L.A. and basically create a super team. So I don't know. Well, a lot of any... other moving pieces gotta gotta come for for the Lakers to build a, a super team. You know, Paul George has to fall into place. LeBron has to fall into place, and then fundamentally. How does it work? Because we all thought it would be that way in OKC. That did not work. And I don't know if Paul George That's because is, Carmelo Anthony's a part of the well, equation. Yeah. But I don't know if Paul George is ready to run into that. And then you have people that's already there. So how are you going to have LeBron 
LeBron cannot play with Lonzo. LeBron has to have the ball in his hands. He's he's a ball dominant player. Mm-hmm. Lonzo does not play off the ball. Mm-hmm. So I mean, right there, you know, just can they can they play together? And then you have the Levar factor in the background. Oh, that's never in the background. You try to keep it in the background. Background in anything. I was just going to kind of pivot toward Rob and nothing but Barry chaos in here. All right, <laughs> let's do that. What well, Barry tries to do. Uh, and I think, he left. Call made this, money. He made. Did, did you, I called it. Did you call it last uh, week? I don't know either you or the I, other. I, 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 I had suggested he would go. That he, that he was, he was going to leave. He was going to leave and then go it. to the Islanders. I don't think that's a surprise. I didn't I, say Islanders. I say he's going to leave. Somebody who do we have on last week? I don't forget. Uh, uh, Peter Hassett. I think Peter said mentioned the Islanders. Yeah. Somewhere that's in not a stretch. That was the only team that had an opening. Yeah. I said he would go to an island with Instagram <laughs> models, but I, I was wrong. No, it's I, the Islanders no, John, and maybe was, no Instagram models. I mean, we, we all agreed that that he would. <laughs> yeah. It was probably no brainer that he would leave. Yeah. And you know, hats off to him. He's gonna make four million a year. The Caps are offering him one point eight with a raise. Come on, yeah. He, just he, won got, the he got what? Was it's it not as if he was asking for the top in the in the no. NHL, which is over six. He was asking for around five, let's say between four and five. And I you, think five year twenty five. Yeah, I have no like problem that. with him doing it, and it's a shame. And the Caps think they're gonna be that it's gonna be that easy. They've always thought that that it's not the coach. Then fine. No. That's why. That's why McPhee. That's why these guys always hired for, yeah. coaches with no experience. Yeah, and then it's it's you can reference that some of the things that the Caps do are very. It's almost a mirror image of how the Nats handle things with their managers. Nobody stays past two years and and, and all that nonsense. Yep. This guy just won you your first title ever. Show him so some sort of you know. Hey, thank you. Don't give him. What did he get? Three hundred thousand was the thing. If they if they won, and the, that's the thing. It would be one thing if it was a Davy Johnson situation where um, you're on your way out. Yeah, where you're, you're at the end. where you're old and you've been there for a long time and you're probably going to go. Yeah, just tip your cap and walk off into the sunset. Trotz yeah. is fifty five. He's, He's got plenty of gas left mm-hmm. in the tank. There's no reason why you can't re up him for max dollars for five years. Let's yeah. say. Do they like Reardon that much more? Is that the name of the the, the Yeah, system? I mean they didn't let Did him, they love they him pre- that much. They prevented him from interviewing last year. He was under contract. His other system was under contract. Barry was not. That's, that's a lot of pressure. That, to put that tells on you what you need to know. But Unless that's a lot he's of Scotty Bowman 2.0, right. I don't know why you let I mean, the guy if, walk if, out the if, door. If they now, give him the, to if he keep gets continuity stake and stake and the players like him, that's one thing. That's yeah. fine. That will help. But let's keep in mind too, he doesn't have any. He's got zero and no experience. No experience. And mm-hmm. this guy, this man, just won you your first title, and you allow and him to walk years, out. So you what? need an attempt. People do so what? Make an attempt though. Nobody coaches. You know, it's not set in stone. You know, the five years, whatever. You but I, I would love to have seen them at least make an attempt and an offer. Okay. They, they, they didn't right. do and anything. That's why Barry that was, kept saying we have some issues to work out. Yeah. I want to be here. Those were the issues. They gave his 1.5 mil. And he knew it wasn't then, sincere. So you know what? Peace. 1.5 mil plus, you know, the 300,000. But that's that's nothing. And for what he uh, just did for your franchise that so many people have tried to do for 44 years and couldn't get it done. Now, you're putting pressure on this Reardon fellow that I don't know too much about. Y'all probably do. But if he comes in, he's the incumbent. Okay, we got rid of a coach that just won our first Stanley Cup. Your turn. Yeah. I mean, with, with no experience? That's, yep. a, that's a hell of a situation to put him in. I wouldn't want to be in that situation if I'm him. That's, I mean, that's big shoes to fill. And the very next year, 
And it begs the question, this is what I said in my column on WTOP.com. Plug it. Plug it. Plug it. You threw down the gauntlet as far as I'm concerned. I did. With that column. Because here's the thing. The the uh, the D.C. sports curse, let's not say that that's gone yet. No. Because there's a difference between ending a drought and ending a curse. Do you really believe in a curse? A curse. Yes. You believe in a curse? I mean, I do. As a, how else are you going to explain? As it? A there's certainly been a curse. Management. As a Cubs fan, do they believe in a curse? Right. Because here's the thing. Because originally I was getting fan. ready to write a column about, hey, the Capitals turn the corner. Hey, maybe the Nationals do that this year. Hey, maybe it's the Wizards contagious, do that right? this Possibly year. Yeah, maybe I was thinking the same thing. Maybe it's something like Boston where, you know, the uh, the Patriots come out of nowhere, win a Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden Boston, is do- all they do is win for a decade plus. So it was a song where it like There was. Like there was. And or, it was a very or, good one. Or it still Philly, up too, Philly this past season. You know, they win their first Super Bowl ever, and the Sixers crawl out of the basement they've been yeah. in for the last I don't know how many years and get the three the third seed in the in, in, in the playoffs in the East. So Exactly. You and know, stranger things have happened. And as much as we'd love for DC to turn into Boston, at least from no, the no, sports sense. No, I'm about to say no, <laughs> no, we don't. and from the sports sense only. Yes. Um it it feels a lot more like we're Cleveland at this point because you saw the Cavaliers and that was it 50 year drought in Cleveland uh-huh. a championship drought yeah. and then they've won exactly one game in the NBA finals since all the other teams in town i mean Are the browns horrible. 0 and 16 the you know the the indians. Um, the indians go out in seven games uh, that same year that the cavs won and uh choked away a 102 win season the following twice. year yeah, yeah. so twice. you know that feels a lot like what dc is at the moment so it's like the it, instead of a championship renaissance it's like now it's more like a just a brief reprieve and now to quote ovi <laughs> you know we, we know gonna, to quote Ovi. To, beep, yeah, beep. yeah. <laughs> well, we yeah, but suck. you can't. But you don't know. Oh no, I, we suck again. I would say I, progress, I see where you're though. going there, but you don't know. I guess the only way you can say it is that you see what happens now next with the Nationals. Right. That's the next team right. with Domino to fall. Right. That's what right. I said. Because that's the closest team to winning a title. Yeah. I think yeah. the Wizards is just so, like, yeah, just the way the NBA is. Week. Yeah, the way the NBA is set up, it's just borderline. I threw the Mystics in the mix. That that could be a possible. They hover around. They hang around. That's right. I caught yeah. hell last week. Going to ask them to be a parade for the Mystics. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be a parade? What's wrong with you? They, they'll, they'll have yeah. a block party or something right there yeah. in front of Capital One to call it a day. But uh, that's about it. If I could play the devil's advocate, what does the you Caps? Do. You picked the Browns to win over the Redskins. Oh, well, yeah, I so, did. Yeah, yeah, I right. did. Uh, what what does the Caps either going the extra mile to get Trotz or not getting him, what does that have to do with whether the championships are contagious? Well, because it's just an embarrassing look for a team that wins its first championship. It's like, you know, all right, we finally got over the hump. And no, it's like the get way the hell they've out of done here, it. Right? It's, like, it's <laughs> like he won you two President's Cups. He got you a championship. And now it's like, ah, oh, we're just gonna hold on to the purse strings here. We don't want to pay yeah. you, and that's usually that, that's, that's like the most DC way of handling things. <laughs> cheap. Yeah, it's like why? It's a shame. Like, it's cheap. But it's I mean, funny. It's if like it's oh, about you, money, you can't. It's like all right, this is a great spring. Nobody can take this away from you. You can't screw this up. And then the, and then it's like and then they screw really? it up. Uh, it's not, like the coach is gone. You're not going to pay and, your and coach. You know, and, so, and you mentioned Grubauer. So it's like some of their key players now yeah. are probably going to follow him and. I mean, I mean, that's what usually hey, happens. It's not always Willie Beeman, the coach. Willie Beeman followed him after he left uh, Miami. <laughs> but that's that's what usually happens after a team wins a championship. There's a lot of turnover on the roster. Right? 
What? <laughs> the hell are you talking about? Sunday. He just he had left. any given Sunday reference. Just, Come just on, it out of nowhere. He said he's going to take Grubauer with him. And co- when Tony he left Miami, he took Willie Beeman with him to start an expansion team. Uh, I hope he does I don't know video. how many years. Man. But anyway, usually that happens. I thought that was a good pull. Yeah. It was. It, it was. was. I wasn't prepared. It's late in the day for me. <laughs> you know, Pacino uh, plays uh, Joe Paterno in yeah. an HBO. Has anybody watched oh, that? I, that was pretty good. I seen it yet. That was, it was good. Yeah, yeah that was pretty good. good. I, I did, I did yeah. watch that, like, what, a month or two ago? Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. HBO. Yeah, it was, it, it, of course, it was all the Penn good. State people are just up in arms. Yeah, no, they hate none of it. I, 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 unless you're praying to Joe Paterno, that's the only way you're going to have a Penn State person happy. Yeah, no, True. that's uh, it was a good movie though. Yeah, it was, I, it was, I, I, he, was, I thought they did a good you thought, job. You saw it, Dimitri. The brilliance of his performance is like, uh, as we were covering that as a news story, I kind of looked at Paterno, unfortunately, as like a doddering old man that didn't quite know what was going on or didn't right. want to didn't want to face what was going on. But mm-hmm. I, I think Paterno gave him a more uh, balanced and human, you know, he, did. he, he kept his scruples. Him, yeah. 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 Uh, no, because I will tell you this. I actually covered Penn State football that year when the whole Sandusky thing blew mm-hmm. up. And I was there maybe six weeks before that story broke. And I saw the reverence with which those people uh, I look can't at imagine. No, he's, he's a god. Yeah. And I was, like, I had to get some sound from his press conference. Yeah. And He's up there talking. They're asking him questions. And uh, Derek Moy, their wide receiver, had broken the school record for catches in a collegiate career. And they asked him about, hey, Derek Moy set this record. Like, what does he mean to the team? And he's like, record? I don't know anything about a record. And then he goes on to answer a completely different question. (laughs) One that was not even posed to him. So then they'd moved on. There may be six questions deep. And then he starts answering the Derek Moy question. And I said, what just happened? What is going on here? And everybody's, and I look around and people are laughing. Oh, that's Joe Pa. I was like, no, 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 no. That's early onset dementia, my friends. Uh, It's all kind of That that man is old as hell. So at that point, he was was very reliant on his his assistants. And I don't know how much from an X's and O's standpoint he still had left. But, I mean, he was pretty much just like a figurehead at that point. He wasn't even on the sidelines. Some of the Late, time. yeah, because yeah, yeah, because yeah, 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 he had that one time where a player leg, came yeah. on the and, sideline and, and, and like bent over. his knee the other way. Yeah. yeah, so he was not even on the field. But, but if the HBO movie is to be believed, he would write down the play on a piece of paper, hand yeah, it to I, his son, yeah. who would then call it down to the. Uh, wasn't it? I don't I mean, know. If that's I, true. I, it's, they knows? always got to make it interesting for the right. Movie. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, really, how many based on true stories, unless it's just an ex- extraordinary story. As a movie, it's probably boring as hell. You know who else, so was, you, you know who else was like that at the end? Bobby Bowden. You never saw. You saw Bobby Bowden put on the headset oh, like man. once or oh, twice yeah. a game yeah. and just kind of check in. But and he you know, I'm an FSU fan, so that hurt my heart to see Bobby like that. But Frank Beamer may have been. Well, I guess Frank Beamer was more involved. But. He's a little more lucid. Yeah. I don't know. We're talking about these people like you know they're in old folks' homes. Well, but, we're just talking here. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> actually, what the hell the were we talking about? Uh, you know, something else? Uh, uh, George came in with his, oh, man, with his movie references oh, and then just... Hey, buddy, listen. Detoured that was the a whole good, thing. That was a good pull. That was a strong pull. Okay? That's I mean, everybody loves job. that movie, right? Uh, I, it's a great movie. Any given Sunday? Oh, I will yeah. watch that when it's on. I will watch it no matter where it is. In the movie, I will turn it on and watch it. You Agreed. heard the Jamie Foxx story, is when The problem is when it's on regular TV... 
It's yeah. not. It's no, good. no, you can't you watch that the movie. Now. Yeah, instead of the LT. You know. Yeah, <laughs> LT. Give me that. You, Mickey Ficky. What is that? No, I want the. I want the real version. What's the problem with Jamie Foxx? No, Jamie Foxx said you know it was a story that he would tell that during the filming of that movie that LL Cool J really thought he was his character. Oh yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, he was really they, into. Didn't they get into it? Yeah, he got hey, into wait, it. Wait, what was the what was the movie with uh, that had Damon Wayans in it? Last think... Boy Scout. Yeah, with Bruce Willis. Yeah. That's wow. a strong one. That's a strong like one that? right there. Come on, that I got. Good. Where's Jason Fraley? But, huh? Come on, man. <laughs> but back to LL Cool J. Isn't that? Should, I mean, he shouldn't thought, we be asking what LL Cool J he, is thinking? They, they, like, they, they said did they he play football himself? too? I don't know. He played uh, maybe. Yeah, not. he was the he was the running back. No, no, no. In real life, I don't. Did know. He ever play football? I don't no. think so. I don't know. With a head like that, you can't get it. Well, you got to remember when he came out, he was a he was a little fella. The right little, but. The Rock played football in Miami. Yeah, he be talking about LL Cool J like he's Vern Troyer. I mean, no, I say little fella. Now, see, see, apologize. They don't like that. I wasn't saying that, folks. Apologize. (laughs) But no, he was he was a lot smaller. Didn't he wasn't as buffed up as he is now. Oh yeah, he was he was a slimmer guy when he came out. He was he was a teenager. Yeah. So you know, he's it's not like he was the same size as he is. You know, morphed into now. You know that's true. He was a little gangly when Mama said "Knock You Out" came out. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. He was he was getting a little bigger then. Like my radio, a bit. It... <laughs> that he was skinny then. <laughs> Jamal over here dating himself, man. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, we're all kind of nodding our heads. Right we, we know what he's talking brother. about. Oh, don't no, they don't know that? You know that? People listening don't they, know. No, they do know that because we've said it on here when you've been on here before. It's archive. I'm the. It's archive. I'm the. Young, I'm the youngest person in this room. Yeah, like cool J is fifty. That's all I got for you. <laughs> well, I mean, that, you are the youngest person in the room. That's not saying much, but yeah, it's really not. <laughs> it's not saying a whole hell of a lot. Well, I don't know. We've lost. We, we're not we've gone all, off the rails. We're baby. not ready for the assisted living facility quite yet. Oh, no, 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 seriously. Oh, my back says otherwise. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not going to leave. My lower back is yeah is 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 Why, tapping me on the Trying to carry this podcast. Is that what you've been trying. Say? You the joke well, you are you are a bit like Atlas with with the globe on his shoulders. So to summarize, then good night, everybody. Uh, <laughs> no, to summarize, then we're we're not going to get any more championships for a long time. <laughs> that's be really miserable. To. I mean, again. that's the that that's just the feeling. It and. You know, I could be wrong. The Nats could go on a roll. And that's how I ended the column. I was like, you know, the Nats, they could turn the corner and be that team this year. I, I mean, the NL is pretty wide open yeah. for the most part. I say give it time. Yeah. You know, um, you can't you know the that. Wizards could pull a rabbit out of the proverbial hat and get LeBron or somebody no, big. No, I, I would but, say they're pretty low on, on the totem pole when it comes to that. No, I would I say mean, the Nats are there. This is how I would do it. Caps have gotten theirs. The Nats seem to be, you know, the next team primed in that position. Um, the Redskins are building. And that's so what I was going to say. You can, go, you can go worse to first. You don't have to pay yeah. dues like in the NBA yeah, no. and some of they're, these other they're leagues. They're building. They you have can a team. shoot right to the Super Bowl They have Bowl a team right with health that could win 10, 11 games to make the playoffs this year. That Who's wins, this? Football the, team Redskins? The Redskins could yeah, do yeah, it. That yeah. doesn't surprise <laughs> me. Uh, what we have talked about earlier in, in the show about the Wizards, they just seem to me to be heading in the wrong direction. So I, I I really have them low on the on the totem pole when it comes to that. I but mean, devil's the next, advocate. That's what we said about the Capitals before the year. So. Yeah, but I, I I have. I mean, they really are not making any sort of strides. And here's why you don't want to see them win right now because you have to give Ernie credit, and you don't want to. Do that. <laughs> why would I give Ernie credit for anything? That's why a lot of people don't want to see the Redskins why win right would now because give... Dan Snyder will have a trophy. Well, yeah. I mean, but, but Dan is. That's not gonna happen. 
if, if if I give credit to anybody, if the Redskins win right now, I'm giving it to Doug Williams. I'm give damn credit for anything, but you know, and it's damn you, you can't That's give credit to Kirk Cousins anymore either. Why would I? <laughs> I don't think he deserves Not the credit. Not my quarterback. <laughs> you know what? You go over, up brought, to Minnesota and you I, you talk about him. No, I don't, ain't no, ain't no, no talking no, about Kirk Cousins in here unless no, we I, playing him. I don't. I told you, I don't. Alex Smith that is one my o'clock game, week one. We can watch that so, and then watch the Skins and Cardinals. Alex Smith is my, I don't want to watch him. Do <laughs> unless he's I'm on so my fantasy team. I'm so curious about how he's going to do. Who, Vikings? I am. He has no excuses. Oh, I know. Yeah, no damn excuses. If you can't win with, with, with what they got over no, there, No, we've talked about friend. that. He's got a ton of pressure on him now. This ton of pressure. A he, tiny like he doesn't feel it, though. And he's taking, I don't know if he's taking jabs. I heard. I saw that about the work, the, the workload yeah. here, and I was burned out by week two. Yeah. Well, like, you come know on, what? man. Just stay up, stay your ass up there in Minnesota, man. We ain't got nothing to do with you. It's the scorched earth policy. Yeah, you just, man, man, you know, RG three did it on the way out. Numerous players have done it on yeah. the way out. Why is Kirk going to be different? But I was going to say, Kirk's supposed and, to be wholesome. Kirk, Kirk's selling t-shirts say uh, faith, freedom, uh, yeah. football, and life. Or he is really he yeah, is you can, marketing himself for yeah, sure. Up but there. you can, you can be wholesome and petty at the same time. Oh yeah. No, they're not mutually exclusive. Well, I mean, did you go check any church? <laughs> it's, it, that's what happens. Listen, listen to listen to them old church ladies. When you guys, hey, sister, how you doing? <laughs> Can't stand her. Uh-huh. <laughs> when you uh, guys talk to your friends that are fans of other NFL teams, do you already find them? Looking for ways to like put Alex Smith down. That's what I noticed. Just, I know what, just socializing on weekends I with know friends a that are fan. Who when uh, the barbers at the shop I go to, who tries to interject the Chiefs in anything, and I tell you, you're probably the only Chiefs fan on the East Coast. I don't <laughs> go find you some friends. I don't have any Chiefs fans. But he's uh, seen a couple, but they're from Kansas City. Yeah, yeah. This 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 is the brother from D.C. that's born and raised in the D.M.V. So how you got to the Chiefs? I don't know. He's just confused. But anyway, but and he will he will bait you into an argument. And then in the middle of it, he's like, why the hell am I arguing about the damn Chiefs? I don't care what the Chiefs do. Nobody not a cares problem. about the Chiefs outside the AFC no. But this is what he said. When we got him, he said, well, he's your problem now. Well, when was he a like problem? Like we're cursed all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. When was no, he a here's problem? Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and this is why I thought the trade was so just weird. Because you basically got the same guy you're getting rid of. He's the same. No, he's, he's, he's the same. No, he's, he's not. Got, he's, he's a better decision maker. He's got a, he's maybe a, he's a better decision he's maker. More, he's he's be, more mobile. He's more mobile. He's better on the move. All he's that. more but accurate. In terms of the tier of quarterback that he's that he is, he's the same guy as Kirk Cousins. He's good. He's good enough yeah. to make you competitive, but he's not going to get you to a championship. He's not going to carry you to a Super Bowl. Well, his age also parks him in that spot as well. When you say, okay. And that's what I'm saying. Tier, He's 30, going go. on 34. Yeah, but Tier He's who, he he is who he is. I don't, he is who he is. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. And we but let I, him take the field. But I also you want to crown feel him? more. I feel crown. more. <laughs> all right, Dennis. <laughs> Dennis Green. But I also feel, I rest, put it like rest this. In, rest in peace. When yeah. the game is on, yes. When the game is on the line. And the spotlight's on and it's winning time. When Alex Smith steps on the field, just like, and I've said this before, just like when you see Brady, and I'm not comparing, I'm just using these names, Brady or Rodgers or anybody of that, that tier step on the field when the game's on the line, you feel a calm. You're like, okay, we're going to make something happen. I feel that way with Alex Smith because he's not going to lose it. No, no, not comparing them. And the fact that he's not going to lose the game for me. When Kirk Cousins gets on the field to win the game, he scares the hell out of me. 
He scares the hell out of you because no he's telling some what picks he's at the going end. to do. But you know who else threw some picks at the end while we're throwing some Hall of Famers out there? Brett Favre. Who threw more interceptions than Brett Favre? Well, see, Brett, that's Spoiler part of his alert, game. Nobody. I didn't know you were on Kirk in Kirk's camp. Uh, oh no, Rob is definitely staying. Here's here's Kirk staying. No, no. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not necessarily in Kirk's camp. I just don't like when people sit up here and act like he's a bum and he's easily replaceable. You go out and get Alex Smith, you're basically it's still a 7-9 and nine team. You, I don't look at the Redskins yeah, roster and I'm just like, oh, they're and, better now because and, they have this quarterback. And here's why. I, I will say that you look at numbers and you look at tier. I agree with that. Tier quarterback. Yeah. Okay, fine. But I will say that players, I think, will feel more comfortable. Yes. I think that... You look on the field, and I was talking to some media guys. I know we talked about it here. One of the one of the OTAs, they did a two minute drill, and he took him down to field. He scored a touchdown, and so we look kind of talking amongst each other and said that's going to be the difference yeah. this year. Whether it's, he puts it, whether guys it's, in positions to make, and he's plays. not going to cost you because he's not thinking. And players say last year too, Kirk, he could say all he wants. He was thinking. He was thinking. I'm he not going to be the guy to make the mistake and yeah. cost. The team. I'm not going to take that chance. And, and then, players kind of see that. It. Players saw that last year. Now, and Alex Smith takes chances, but they're, he's going to put it where it needs to go. And if he doesn't see, he's not going to throw an interception into triple coverage in, in, in the red zone, right. in, in the end zone. I, if he doesn't see it, it's, we're doing something else. Or we'll, we'll live to play an, another down. If, if I had my choice of who I wanted my quarterback with a game-winning drive, really I'm going Alex Smith. Oh, <laughs> you just going <laughs> to? Come on, keep up. Go ahead. Oh Take him. man, he's got mobility. Off the he's rails. got swagger. <laughs> <laughs> Off the rails. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I forgot what that was. Talking. If you had your choice, uh, breaking uh, softball news: Media League softball rained out tomorrow. So okay. Now we've really, really, now we've really, you guys are doing a great job, yeah. by the way. I mean, we've, we've, hit hit everything. Everything. we've hit everything. I'm are we going to have see. the team in if they win and get the playoffs? We're going to have everybody in here for a, what, oh, a playoff better. game? Oh, we better. And right, I'm gonna say, who are you going to say if you had your choice of what? Quarterback? Alex Smith. Or? To win the game. Or, or Cousins. Oh, 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 yeah. But yeah. wait, wait, just real quick. And I'll say this on air, and I hope McMurdy hears this. Now, we're sitting at 7 and 3. Oh. Never been here before, right? He's talking about Media League softball now. Yes. Just real quick, you brought it up. Dang. I did bring it up. So, you we know, good. if we we're looking good to get into the playoffs, if we get into the playoffs and make some noise, I would like Mister McMurdy to break out that black card, and we can have a proper celebration after the season. Hey, it's now, all about never do. No, you now, when you get... say black card, does that mean that we're going to have some chicken and waffles? Oh, like, what are we, God. What are we discussing No, right you're now? talking about the, 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 credit, oh, the credit card that dude. only Jay-Z oh, can oh, produce. that black card. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, you know what I'm talking about okay. with like like a million dollar right. credit line the, or yeah, more? Yeah, 250 right. grand uh, initiation I'll take fee. the fried chicken and waffles. Robert, Robert, Robert. I mean, if you want to use it. Robert. But here's the thing. You can't be satisfied with just getting to the playoffs. No, we got to make some Talking no. about championships. No, no, no. We no. got to make some noise. By yeah. the way, I'm officially on the roster, but I haven't played. You are, but you know, <laughs> you haven't played in three years. What no, are you I saying? played one game he last played year. Played one game last. <laughs> I did, I did, and we won. We beat ABC. George liked to come out and socialize. It's yeah, like he, he did at, at the, the, the sales game last season. No, but that was. I, I asked you, was you ever going to come no, in? No, you were third base coach the whole time. That bat, you were just the third no, base coach. I was third because that was that was the Achilles, and I'm like, I'm not going to go out there two innings, and just you know. I wasn't, not, you know. You wasn't going to hurt nothing because sales wasn't winning. No, they were not. <laughs> and yeah, I would not. like to, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings on sales, but I would like to come back to the winning side. 
they had me on y'all's team I don't one know why year. You are in on the last that two side. seasons, yeah. I've been they, over there. Because huh? they needed a DH. Mm-hmm. Look, we had children playing <laughs> playing on our team last year. I know. And and not no, my say, daughter had a better at bat than I did. And and Diane's kids can play. Oh, they can play. They can play. So they were actually the asset, but this, the, we didn't have enough adult grown people to this, field a by team. Way, I just figured something out. Hey, is this too inside baseball? I just figured we, something out. It's pretty inside. Dimitri, Dimitri just mentioned before, this is our 50th cat, podcast. Yeah. Oh, man. And we have literally just hit everything today. Yeah. yeah. I'm glad to be no, here, guys. I, I understand that uh, our uh, coach, Zach Shore, is like a huge disciplinarian. Am I, I right? So. They're, no, out there six, they're out there at 6 a.m. No. running the bases. No. No, no. Well, because somebody no. said that uh, one year they tried to bring some uh, orange wedges that had been dipped in some pretty powerful alcohol, and he's like, get that out of here. No, <laughs> it's like the, no, like no, that no, contraband. No, no, no. I'm pretty no. sure he might have had one. He probably brought it. No, he might have had one. I, I don't... appreciate you guys setting the record straight. No, I, what was this? As a co-worker. No, I mean, I don't recall that. No, no, no. We are we are definitely. That's legend. We're definitely a throwback when you think of. players coach yeah when you think of but, but i kind of feel like he doesn't want a lot of screwing around no no, no. that's not it no not really <laughs> no no we're, was, we're pretty um, we're pretty loose yeah that might have been yeah because uh, they the let jamal say him. whatever man i mean he's out here talking junk to people when i didn't say anything bats. to nobody I didn't say nothing to nobody. He's shouting out uh, scouting reports when people are out in the field. I'm just like, well, that's that. I'm coaching. I'm, I'm glad, helping. I'm glad he's on my team. I'm helping people. He's out. on the other side, he's, man. He's calling people. Earning, Bench is clearing balls. I'm, 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 I'm helping folks out. That's <laughs> what I'm doing. But no, we, when you think of, we I think are, it's time to go. Yeah, but we're we're. I say this. We're to set the record straight for you, Dimitri. Yeah, we we are a throwback uh, softball team. I mean, we got. We take care of our business, but you you might have you know a player two. Uh, I don't want to mention no names. Mm-hmm. You know, between and there might be smoking a cigarette on the side. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know we we've got beer in the cooler. You know, and, and some might get popped before the game's over. So no, there's nothing wrong with that. Not so a, bring not the bring the orange slices. Yeah, dip, yeah. dipped slices. in vodka. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. No Whatever, problem. and bring the vodka. Bring, <laughs> bring the whole bottle. And now, why we now, just and now why stop there? And now, yeah. I why think stop we've lost. Slices? I think we've lost the entire audience, and nobody knows what the hell we're talking about. You can't right. pay for this entertainment. And and then, you don't have and, to. And then now we've got <laughs> Al comes in with the. He looked like he robbed a damn Costco last week with all the snacks and stuff he had. Yeah, he did. And well, Al likes to feed and charcuterie and. All sorts of different beers. He had one of those uh, old one said Florida cracker. I didn't want to partake in that. No wagons to bring all the you snacks. Know, down. You know, no what he kidding. bought that for. He yeah. bought that for the equipment. Yeah. So Zach didn't have to lug it all. Nah, but <laughs> then he tried to put nah, that you put big wagon that. in the back of his car. But yeah, for all that, he was gonna come out there and do uh, tacos and. You know, he you want carne asada, chicken? I thought. Oh, that ain't so he's a great, great pitcher and certainly a great, great oh, yeah. chef. Oh yeah. chef, yeah, oh yeah. That's if, if Diane Reed and mom is his team head today. Yeah, he did because yeah. he's serious. Yeah. We're ready for the playoffs. That's right. All right. So um, thanks for listening. Yeah, yeah. If you're still with us, if you're, if you're still I just out think there. people listening might say, "Wow, my softball league isn't anything like that." I yeah. wish no. I was more like the T.O.P. That's league. That's right. Oh, yeah. T.O.P. team. What else? You know, there's a lot of fun here. And now right. you're calling out the black card on the air, so you know. Mm-hmm. Hey, well, I understood I, I, what he I, meant. I, I want He understood what it <laughs> I meant. He just meant. being a jackass. But if you want to use that high-end <laughs> black card to buy chicken and waffles, there's no There's nothing problem. wrong with that. Oh, yeah. No, buy a lot of chicken and waffles. This is Rob just talking <laughs> out his ass right now. So we should thank uh, well, I ben. wanted to put that out there so if McMurdy does hear. You know, he'll, he'll treat you guys right. Of a, 
Right. Put a little bug in his ear. Okay. You know? All right. And also free on chicken a, and waffles for anybody who lasted this long <laughs> in the podcast. Well, thanks okay, to uh, out of your pocket. You get I'm chicken not, waffles to sponsor. I'm not getting you nothing. Oh, thanks man. to uh, Ben Standig of the Sports Capital. Thanks, Ben. And um, right for now you can, you can subscribe actually, to that. Uh, yeah, you can. Oh, you can ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, you can subscribe to it for a, a buck ninety nine. You can get in now. Of course, uh, we should say probably once you're kind of on the carousel, then it'll it move up to five, five bucks. Or, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's a pretty good deal to, to yeah. sample the great Same sports price as journalism. Same soda. <laughs> All right, now we're we're really getting to some. Uh, it's time some, to go. Some interesting messages here. <laughs> it's time to go. Uh, ben Stadig of the Sports Capital. Also, Rob Woodfork. He he does a lot of things around here. Including. Taking this podcast yeah. right off the rails. Right off the rail, off the cliff. And that uh, was the George assistant on the George set the tone. For I that did. One. I started with Beeman. Yeah, we highlighted with Beeman, and I we did. were done after that. The DMV Sports Roundtable is on Apple Podcasts, the Podcast One app, podcastone.com, WTOP's mobile app. Just tap listen. All the best to Alex Smith. <laughs> Redskins fans all around the world. You can you can say good luck to, to your man Kirk if you want to. No, no, no he's no, gone. It's all right. Oh, okay, it's all right. No, all right. We know. Just uh, you still have a poster up. Yeah, just re- no, 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 no. No, <laughs> no, he's, no he's, he's got, got the jersey. He's got a number eight jersey. jersey. I'm about to say. Right. He's got the number eight Minnesota jersey. <laughs> and God help us.